War Party U is not licensed by, affiliated with, or endorsed by the University of Utah. All views and opinions are those of and by War Party U and War Party U alone. Thank you. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome in, one and all, wherever you are, whatever you are doing. I hope you are doing it well. This is Ryan Boyce, and you are listening to War Party U Weekly. We've got some great tunes lined up for you. We've got some great stuff from Matt Allen live from the tailgate at the blackout game. Got some good interviews with some extremely interesting people. But first, let's all take a big deep breath. Breathe in the reality, breathe in the life. We're all gonna be okay. Let's get things wrong with a little bit of Justin Towns Earl and move over mama. Welcome back into War Party U Weekly. I am Ryan Boyce. That was the incomparable Justin Towns Earl with Move Over Mama. So Matt Allen got some great live material from the tailgate and pregame festivities last Saturday prior to the UW-Utah game. Let's jump in and hear what Matt was able to put together for us. All right, all right, Ute fans, War Party U at the tailgate, Garzman's lot. Here it is. We're on the afternoon of the uh, of the of the big matchup, the blackout game against the Washington Huskies. Go Utes! I, go Utes, baby! I'm Matt Allen. With me, as always, is Ryan Boyce. Ready? How's everybody to, doing tonight? Rocking and rolling, man. Pig Bus is uh, setting up for some street tacos. We're enjoying some Wasatch beers. Cocktail of the day is uh, Vanilla Crown Royal and Coke. In case you were wondering, Ryan, what's our band of the week this week? Uh, I believe band of the week is going to be Airborne. Airborne. If you're a fan of ACDC, check these guys out because they rock out like nobody's business. So so here we are. We're going to have some street tacos, some beers. We have... uh, we have our livers on high alert today, uh, and we're, we're trying to pace ourselves as best we can. So uh, how you feeling now? Earlier in the week, last week's podcast, Ryan, you uh, you predicted a, a Utah upset. How you feeling about that prediction today? A hundred percent. I feel like there's been something in the air, Matt, in that I've listened to uh, a lot of national radio, local radio, Seattle radio. Hey, look, their fans are as equally as pessimistic as, you know, Utah fans have been on social media in that they're they're just as worried about this game as they were the Auburn game. Uh, they know what they're walking into, and I, I feel like they're walking into a buzzsaw because, like I mentioned the other night, uh, I don't think this defense has even shown its hand yet, and I definitely don't think the offense has uh, shown what it's capable of. And look, I realize this is typical Utah start to a season. Okay, we, you know, we fumble around, we we do whatever against out-of-conference opponents, regardless of who it is. But every year when Pac-12 play rolls around, it just seems like these guys step up their game. And that's exactly what I'm looking forward to. I know these guys are gonna come out with their hair on fire and uh, 
They're gonna do some cool shit. You wait and see. They're gonna do some cool shit. You know what? You, you, you know, on uh, you know, in in my official game prediction, I I, I wasn't as optimistic as I am now. Of course, uh, you know the week has gone on, and and as always does with me and the, and you know, and, and game week. No matter how I'm feeling at the beginning of game week, my thoughts are always a uh, you know a ton more optimistic come game day, and you know that's uh, you know, and, and I'll admit part of that is because you know I I my heart wants to used to win every game, but also. We're here at the tailgate. We're full of it's 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 it's, it's drumming feather as far as the eye can see. It's a ton of youth fans out here mixing it up, having a great time, and you can't help but get caught up in the in, in you know in the excitement and the anticipation of the game. So you know it, it you know it's not going to surprise me at all tonight to see the youths come out and just punch Washington in the mouth and and uh, and, and get an upset win. It really feels like one of those games that is primed for an upset, like Stanford a few years ago. Um, you know, or you know, that's, it's kind of the classic combination, the classic cocktail for a Ute upset over a ranked team. You know, Washington comes in, they're ranked number 10. You know, they, 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 they lost to Auburn week one, went home last week. is a test every season is a test every game is a test and uh you know we all know that we all know that and when we come into the season like you said our hearts want utah to win every game 41 to 10 or whatever but the fact of the matter is every week in and out is a test and especially getting into big into uh pac-12 play it's uh it's 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 inevitable we're going to stumble, we're going to have a hard time, we're going to struggle. Uh, but every week is a different test. And I just think, look, as fans of sports, and not just of Utah, of any, of any sport, it doesn't matter. We set the bar so high that it's almost impossible to expect that a team is going to live up to the expectations we set, and it gets worse every year. We just expect they're going to come out and be perfect. I got news for you. Jesus Christ was the last perfect being on the face of this planet, if you believe such as I do. There ain't going to be perfect, okay? There's going to be, we got it done, all right? That's about as, that's about as, you know, eloquently as I can sum it up for you. <laughs> we got it done, baby. Well, here we are, War Party U. We're recording uh, this week's podcast from the from the Guardsman tailgate lot, overlooking beautiful Rice Eccles Stadium, ready to black it out tonight and mix it up with the dogs from Seattle. So 
We'll be back. Uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna play it a little loosey goosey this week. We're gonna, gonna mix get in. loud tonight. Gonna get loud. We're gonna record. Uh, we're, we're, we'll be uh, we'll be following up, hitting up some Ute fans here in the lot. We'll record a little bit from inside the stadium tonight. We'll try to catch the Utah marching band in the, on the Ute walk here in a little bit, and uh, and we'll mix in some airborne as we go. So uh, as always, I'm Matt. This is Ryan. We are War Party. You. All right, Ute fans, it's Matt here with War Party U. I'm at the Pig Bus tailgate talking to Mr. Ryan Lufkin. How are you feeling, man? Yo, Utes, I'm tired. Yeah? I'm a little tired I, right you, I understand you just uh, you basically came straight here from the airport flying in from Sydney, Australia. I took a shower. Uh, I, I stopped at my house, took a shower. Well, I we all thank you for that. I was home for like 15 You do thank me, that, I, I really appreciate I was, it. Man. I was home for like 15 minutes, but... And luckily, like, the pig crew, you've got a, it's, a, it's a team effort, so... The food's been prepped. The stuff was, you know, like I, I have the team behind the scenes. Love it, man. So, so I, I see we're doing street tacos today, man. Tell, tell, us, tell, tell us how what, what, what's going down. We got some carne asada. We're doing carne asada on the flat top. We've got the Traeger grill going with our jalapeno poppers and jalapeno dip. Uh, I couldn't help but notice uh, Rancho Market bags. Oh my god, I love Rancho Market. Oh, dude, it's the best if you're gonna do carne asada oh. and the street tacos, so it's, the other stuff too, like the their bakery is insane. If you've it, been to their bakery, their produce is fucking their phenomenal is too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but their bakery, they do these. We did uh, cinnamon hot dogs. Uh, we're doing we get this oh year yeah. We use Tenderbelly. Uh, is that the uh, Arizona bacon. game? Yeah. So we do mm-hmm. Tenderbelly habanero bake. I've been uh, watching, man. Yeah, and uh, they have these buns that are like perfect for cinnamon hot dogs, and we're love like, it. and they're like. 15 cents. I, I remember crazy. those from last season, man. So yeah. Anyway, so uh, um, I uh, I dipped into the cooler and I and I stole one of the one of the beloved Snowbird uh, oh, Session IPAs. I can see why you were hiding those. Stash, yeah. I can see why you were hiding those, man. So uh, so so give a give give a shout out to some of the some of the companies that that, that hook you guys up on a weekly basis. Oh my gosh, well, like Wasatch Beers, that we always thank them because they they hook us up. They're they've been a partner for a really long time. Um, they're not a sponsor. They're just good friends of ours. Right. Well, you know, if they're kicking <laughs> down with beers, then that's good enough uh, for me, man. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. And then uh, Tenderbelly, that's uh, an heirloom pork uh, company out of Denver. They, they they just ship us a box of meat every once in a while. And, and Can't complain about that. Yeah, we'll say, we want to do this. And they'll, they'll ship us whatever they have. Dig it, man. And then uh, Traeger Grills is our newest. They're they're awesome. They hooked us up with a, with a Love it. couple of smokers. We're going to be doing some cool stuff with the season. Dig it, man. Well, I can't wait to see what the season holds for us. Uh, you, you know, uh, coming up down the road, we're going to be doing a... Uh, and a, our uh, our episode on October tw- for the October twentieth game against USC, uh, War Party U is going to come and lend some free labor to Pig Bus, <laughs> and we are going to come and uh, and set up to clean up. We are going to uh, sit in with the Pig Bus crew, and uh, we're kind of gonna we're, we're gonna you know open the open the door and pull back the curtain on what goes into creating one of the most phenomenal tailgates in Utah. Nay. In the United States I, of America. I would dare say in the United States. We've, I, we've been held in hard work. I so. would dare. I would well, dare. Well, that game, too, we're going to have a band again. Well, we have a band for this game. We'll have a band for the USC game. I've heard rumors of, of someone bringing a nice luge. Uh, the USC fans always travel. They're good friends of ours. Right. We get a big crew that comes for that as well. Well, and, so. you know, that's one of the big things that War Party U is all about is connecting not only with the Utah fan base, but connecting with opposing fan bases and creating a network of fans. Because, you know yeah. what, I, you know, I, I'm the X's and O's guys on the podcast, but I'm not a football analyst. No, and, and that's the thing is we, the Utah Big Bus has the same mission, right? Like, when we go, we want them to treat us nice. And so when they come here, we treat visiting fans. If it, there's nothing quite as funny as saying, hey, you know, Oregon fan, come here. Grab a beer, hang out, and they're like, "Why?" Why? They, they, they're always a little nervous. I'm because like, "No, just thirsty, come in man. and have fun." Right? You know, I was talking to I was talking to Albert Gamboa across the way here in his, in his tailgate. He said that last year they were in Seattle for the UW game, and yeah. the UW and the Washington, the Washington fans were just assholes. Oh yeah, just, just dicks. And especially even last night as they were pub hopping, they ran into some Washington fans. 
at one of the bars downtown and the Washington fans were dicks. So it's like, you know, there's no reason. There, there are exceptions because we, you know, when we did the game day the second time, we had some Washington fans. Uh -huh. They brought us like 20 pounds of smoked salmon oh, nice. and oh, like good. they, they hung out good. with us. So there's exceptions. The, the goal is to spread it. So the, the mentality is if you're coming to stay a game at our house, we treat you nice. Right. And, and we expect the same. Once That's, we get inside that stadium and the game starts, yeah. go fuck yourself. That's one of the, well, exactly. But it's also one of the reasons I, you know, that team down south and that rivalry, as far as I'm concerned, but Colorado's our rival of the Pac-12, right? Well, right? Because, yeah, but I am looking forward to the to the family home evening potluck. Now. That's gonna be good. That's it. So you know, yeah, we got some surprises is, for so, that game. So is too. that so? So is that something where I should bring funeral potatoes? Or? <laughs> oh no, no. Uh, uh, my wife actually makes a uh, a high end funeral potato with uh, you know bechamel sauce and none of this <laughs> cream of mushroom soup. Uh, so the the funeral potatoes, no. But you know, green Jello shots are always welcome. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know. Any of the anything off the uh, the family home evening uh, menu is is excellent. Love it. Well, hey, thank you for uh, giving me a few minutes of your time. I know you're a busy man getting things set up. Uh, thanks for the beer. Thanks for the good times. I, ladies and gentlemen, am a Pig Bus VIP. <laughs> so uh, come check it out anytime you're anytime you're at a Ute game here at the Garsman lot. Here, you know, we're there in the northwest corner. Red School Bus, name Porky. You can't miss it. Thanks, Ryan. I appreciate thanks, it, man. Maddie. Go Utes. Yeah, go Utes. That's some great stuff there from Matt Allen, live from the Utah Pig Bus at the Tailgate Festivities pregame. Want to send a special thank you out to Welby, Lufkin, Steve, all the rest of the guys involved with Pig Bus who made us feel so welcome. We had a great time. It was fantastic. And I may or may not have had too much to drink. It's all right. We've all been there. We've all done that, and we've all, quote-unquote, learned our lesson. That being said, let's get back into some music right now with Nick Lowe and Tokyo Bay. War Party You Weekly with Ryan Boyce and Matt Allen. That was Nick Lowe with Tokyo Bay. Let's get back over to the tailgate with Matt Allen and Albert Gamboa. All right, I'm back. I'm Matt. War Party U Weekly Podcast. I'm here with Albert Gamboa. Yes, Albert, sir. how are you today, man? I feel amazing, man. Very excited for this game tonight. Excellent. You got a prediction for me? Oh, let me tell you. I think they have a um, 27 to 17. Utes. Utes. Utes all day, man. Excellent. Yeah, so I can. T I, I'm. I'm guessing by your uh, your accent that you're not a local Salt Lake City guy. No, I'm a original from Venezuela. I'm amazed between Venezuela and Spanish. Excellent. And I come to U.S. in 1995. And uh, after I lived in one year from Miami, I moved to Salt Lake City. And, uh, and I love Salt Lake City, man. And I stay here for the past 23 years. Fabulous, man. Well, you know, Ute Nation is happy to have you. I'll tell you what, you know, I've, I've, I've had the opportunity to meet with you a few times at the tailgate, interact with you on social media, and I can say that you would be hard-pressed to find a more hardcore Utah fan oh, man, than you, man. Your football hat is iconic. That's you know, right. I see the pictures that you post with the players, with the coaches, with everybody. And so if you could boil it down to one thing that makes being a University of Utah fan so amazing, what would that one thing be? I said that we, we know our family. We're family. We're, you come here to the tailgate lot, you see everybody hanging like a family. We respect each other. We love each other. We take care of each other, you know. 
And uh, no matter what, what happens, we still hang out with each other, you know? And if we go away from the state to play... All right, Ute fans. Well, I'm here at the Utah Pig Bus tailgate, and I have tracked down the family of Solomon Enos, freshman phenom, wide receiver out of Arizona, who picked the University of Utah for his college career. So I'm going to pass the mic around. We're going to we're we're going to get to know some folks, and we're going to we're going to see what made Solomon pick the University of Utah. So go ahead and grab this microphone right here. We'll pass that around. Thank and you. so 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 who are you? I am Tiffany Marrero. I am Solomon Enos' mother. Excellent. So. Tiffany, tell me, so in the recruitment process, what was it about Utah that made Solomon say, this is the place I want to play my college ball? Um, the coaches, the recruiting when we came here, the feeling of family, it was just, it was really good energy. And, you know, from Coach Mack, Coach uh, Doc, and everybody, it was an amazing process. And he just left here feeling very comfortable that he wasn't going to, you know, he was being told the truth. And what it was is what it is. And opportunities and that's all they promised them. They said you will have an opportunity. You have to make it happen. And awesome. here we are. Awesome. So so what other schools were knocking on your door? What what so like give me the inside info on on like the final three or four teams that were in the running for Solomon. Tell you this process was the craziest process. I have to life. imagine it had to be crazy. It was nuts. He had like 18 schools, so it came down to um, ASU, USC, and Penn State. Penn State was actually the next top runner, and you know he got to be close to home. Hello, Jack Tuttle's mom. Awesome. <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Tuttle. I want to talk to you later. Just a minute, all right? Don't go anywhere. You know, it just came down to where he thought he had a great opportunity and what he could get done and being close to home because he's, he's my boy. Well, I'll tell you what. We are so thrilled to have him in Ute Nation. Thank you. And I'll tell you what, as a fan, I was watching the Twitter feeds like crazy on signing day. Oh. And, and, you know, when, when Solomon announced that he was going to come play for the University of Utah, it's one of those situations where us as Ute fans that have come up through, because I grew up right here just a couple of miles from the stadium. And I came up riding my bike to the stadium and watching Utah get their asses handed to us by Hawaii and Wyoming oh and everybody goodness. in the 80s when Utah sucked at football. And to watch the progression of actually building a solid program and then making the jump to the Pac-12 and now we're actually in the running and score and landing recruits like your boy. It's, it's something special for us Ute fans. And and I think that is something that that, that makes Utah special in, in that aspect is that yeah, yeah, you can go play for Penn State, you can go be play for USC, and you can be another one of those top level recruits that's gonna sit on the bench until you get your chance because somebody got hurt or whatever. But at Utah, you're gonna chance to come in and make a difference and make a big difference. So they seemed fair and that was big to Solomon. He just wanted everything everything to be fair he wanted everything to be fair and he just wanted the opportunity and excellent he got it. well i'm so glad he's got the opportunity here in in red and white and tonight in black and we look forward to big I'm things so your boy. Yay. thank oh, you, you for joining me excellent and now i understand that you are kathy tuttle is that correct <laughs> yes that is correct excellent well i'm matt this is this is a podcast that we just started this year, so it really sucks. So only like forty people are going to hear it. So no, don't even okay. worry about it. Well, thank well, you for having Kathy us. Kathy is is the mom of Utah's highest level recruit in the history of Utah football, the amazing Jack Tuttle, who we expect big things out of. Well, so he's a all I can say he's a wonderful young man. You know, we what already know that. After that, I'll you tell know, you what. So. So give me a little insight on, during the recruiting process, 
Um, you know, you, you guys had some big name coaches knocking on your door and sitting in your living room every week, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, Nick Saban and and, and you, you, I, he was he was recruited pretty big time. So, what was the, the, the one thing that led him to choose the University of Utah for his college career? You know, it actually started from his very first visit. I believe he came out um, in June of his sophomore year, right after he got his offer from Coach Witt, and um, came out just to give it a test try um, and fell in love with it as soon as his feet hit the ground at the airport. He just loved the beauty. And then I didn't actually make that trip. It was just my husband and Jack. Uh, I'm a teacher. We were still in school. And so I didn't make the trip. And then he's calling me and met all the coaches. Spent the weekend during their camp. I think it was camp. Right. And he's like, wow, you know, this place is special. It's a very great place. The coaching staff is amazing. And, you know, um, it always just stayed on the top of the list as we visited other schools, met with other coaches, it never it never slid down the pole, so you know, to speak. You know what impressed me the most about your boy as he was coming up through the recruiting is once he decided you know, you see so many of these top-level recruits these days that will verbally recruit to a school, but then, you know, it's gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see what else is out there. But you know, as soon as he committed verbally, he was on the recruiting trail, and he was up here at games. He was trying to score other recruits, trying to tell them, that, you know, this is the place to come play. So, you know, as as a, as a fan base, um, you know, I, I I grew up coming to these games when Utah just really. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. It was pathetic for a while there in the '80s, and then, and then things started getting rolling in the '90s, and now we're the Pac-12, and and it's getting bigger and bigger. And uh, and I'll tell you what, you know, it's 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 uh, it's recruits like like Jack that, that come in to make a difference. That know that that yeah, you know, I could sign with a name. I could sign with an Alabama, with a USC, and compete with other guys that are that you know that are that are really have had all of these coaches in their living rooms or I could come somewhere where I really feel like it's family. Um, so from Ute Nation to the Tuttle family, thank you for trusting us with your son. And we, we look for great things in the future. You know, coming out, I think, you know, from, from a fan perspective, I think being number three on the depth, depth chart right now is really good for him. He's going to see it. He's going to learn because he's got all of the skills. He is going to be something phenomenal here. And it's just not a matter of if, if but a matter of when. So, hey, thanks for thanks for taking a few minutes out here at the Pig Bus Tailgate. I appreciate your guys' hospitality. You've got a great youth fan nation. We love it so much, and we are very grateful. Well, we love you. Excellent. Hey, thank you very much for your time today. Thanks. Oh, I love me some Albert Gamboa. That guy is such a hoop. What a riot. You know, I was fascinated and, uh, you know, I am very grateful to have been able to meet some of the parents of these players. That's the part of this that I love to be able to plug into the equation, the human condition part. The part that a lot of us forget about as we're watching these kids play ball on Saturdays. Uh, To find out who they are, where they're from, what they're made of. It really helps put the pieces together, at least for me. And it makes, you know, I'm sure it makes my perspective of this sport and uh, of this team and of this school different. 
I don't just care that the football team wins. I don't just care that, you know, we're successful. Uh, these, pe these are people. These are humans. These are young men stepping out into the world on their own, learning how to become adults. And I'm so excited that they're doing it here. I think it's awesome. Uh, I also got to meet one of my faves over the weekend, Michelle Bodkin, 24-7 Sports. She is a kick-ass sports journalist. And uh, I could only one day hope to aspire to possess some of the wisdom she possesses. Uh, all that being said, let's get back into some music. Next up will be Jim Lauderdale, and this is Adore. All right, Jim Lauderdale there with This Is Adore off the London South album featuring the band of Nick Lowe. You know, Jim Lauderdale has his fingers in pots of Americana, traditional country, and rock and roll music all over the globe. He is a fantastic talent, and he's a top-shelf human being, too. I got to meet him in Nashville. Very cool guy. But I digress. Let's get back into some Utah football. Matt has got some cool sound bites from inside the stadium, after which we'll jump into looking forward toward the bye week and Washington State. Take it away, my friend. And here come the Utes, baby! This stadium is electric tonight, ladies and gentlemen. The Utes have just come out on the field to take on the Washington Huskies. We're about to get rowdy, y'all. It's about to get crazy up in here. So stay tuned. This is War Party U. So it's halftime. Uh, Washington's up 14-7. You've been busy. And uh, so, so far, you know, a couple of things to be excited about for the Utes. Uh, obviously, Zach Moss has been, when he's been getting the rock, has been productive. Uh, Huntley has been a little bit quicker on his throws, although, you know, he's been, uh, he's been off on quite a few. But, uh, you know, it just seems like Marquise Blair and the targeting call on a drive uh, that we, you know, where it looked like we had him pinned on a third down um, ended up being a targeting call on Marquise Blair that from my seats and from the replay, did not look a lot like targeting, but, uh, you know, we'll see how things go. Hopefully things get regrouped in the second half. We're down a touchdown. They'll get the ball to start the second half, but I think we're going to be in good shape. I'm excited to see what uh, changes the Utes can pull out and see what adjustments are made and see how things go in the second half. Rough night for the Utes. The defense, as always, was on point. Uh, you know, if you had shown me these offensive numbers prior to the game, I really would have thought the Utes would have had to, had a had a great shot at winning this. Uh, we held Jake Browning to 155 yards and a touchdown, and plus one interception for the game, and it was it was lights out. D they you know Miles Gaskin w was really really shredding, and you know put up 143 yards and a touchdown, and looked like the running back we all know him to be. However, I will take that all day. 
I will take that all day. What this came down to was lack of offensive execution for the Utes. Tyler Huntley, 20 of 38, 138 yards, one, in, one interception. Zach Moss had the lone Utah touchdown on the ground. Zach ended up with 67 yards on the ground, but he is he's hurting. He is hurting. Um, he's got two bum ankles and and can't uh, can't carry the load like he should be able to uh, when he's at 100. percent So you know, hopefully the timing of the bye week works out very nicely for us. Hopefully Zach Moss can get some rest and get back up to, to closer to 100 percent to to give us that crunch we need. What I was disappointed in is even with Zach Moss being injured, we have Armand Shine and Devin Brumfield and TJ Green. We have very capable running backs behind him. And the next man up philosophy dictates that when one man can't go, the next man steps up and takes care of business. And I can't quite figure out why we didn't use those running backs more. Our wide receivers seem to have a case of the dropsies last night, case of the fumble rooskies as well. Uh, both Bronson Boyd and Britton Covey coughed up the ball after uh, after and both were on catches that were on great gains that had momentum going and then fumble turnover. It seemed like every time the Utes had something going, they get a little something going. We would either shoot ourselves in the foot or we would get a very questionable call. And I am not a blame the refs guy. The game is played on the field. If you're taking care of your business on the field, then the calls not going your way will not have as much of an impact. But the targeting call on Marquise Blair was a bunch of crap. And I know Coach Witt in his post-game interview gave it a no comment. He doesn't want to get, you know, he doesn't want to to incur any fines or have to cough up money for, for running his mouth. And I can't blame him for that. But at the same time, I think his players would probably appreciate uh, him stepping up like that in, in the media to say that this is, this is not okay. Um, you know, and then later on in the game, Jake Browning throws an interception and it looks like, all right, cool. We're back on the, we're, you know, we're back on it. We're, we're coming back here and, and got some momentum, but there's a roughing call and a targeting call. And just, it was, it, 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 the, the, the officiating was so lopsided last night. I can handle shitty calls. I can handle them. They happen. They're part of the game. As long as they're shitty on both sides, there were several, several plays by Washington last night that I thought, well, if we're going to review this play and this play for targeting, then these need to be reviewed as well. So it was just terribly frustrating that so many things were working against us that were outside of our control, but then the rest of the things working against us were well within our control. Um, I think the drops are a combination of receivers dropping the ball and maybe Huntley not having the proper touch on the throws. I don't know. I've never been a quarterback. I've never been a wide receiver. I've never actually strapped on pads and played the game. So take that for what it's worth. But I've watched a hell of a lot of football. And while I am not the X's and O's diagnostic guru analyzing everything from up and down, but I, you know, from the casual fan standpoint that has a working knowledge, it just doesn't pass the smell test. Something's got to click. We got, you know, Britton Covey last night mentioned that the, the offense really try, needs to find their uh, identity, and that is that is definitely the case, man. Britton was leaving it out on the field last night. He took some monster hits. 
He took some absolute monster hits, including a couple of hits that, from my view in the stands and the gigantic review board in the stadium, sure as hell looked like they could have been maybe looked at for targeting. But, you know, who am I? I'm not a referee either. So, all in all, though, from top to bottom, the day was spent engaged in some serious fun. We got to meet some great people. We got to meet Jack Tuttle and Solomon Enos and Trey Gwynn's families, um, talk to them a little bit. We got to mix it up with the pig bus with Albert Gamboa. We got to give away a few tickets to for, for, for other fans to come and enjoy the game and the atmosphere. And apart from the game on the field and the final score, this was a great day. And that's what college football is about. That's what for me, for a fan, it's about getting there. It's about the sense of family. And that was the common denominator among everybody that we talked to on this round of, of, of meeting people was the thing about Utah football and the University of Utah in general and the atmosphere up on the hill is the sense of family, is the sense of integrity and accountability. And that the, the, the parents of the players that I spoke with they all told me how much they appreciated the fact that Coach Witt does not, does not blow smoke or sunshine. He calls it like it is. Same with the other coaches that came in and hit and, and, and were recruiting these kids hard. They were honest. They were family. And that is what sets the University of Utah apart in my mind. That is, that is what makes it such a special thing for us. We had a great time. Thanks to the pig bus. Thanks for everybody at the tailgate. We loved, we loved the atmosphere, and you know, it, it, it's just a shame that we've got uh, a bye week followed by two road games, so we won't be back around at Rice Eccles for another month. Uh, but you know, then we've got a couple of home games in a row, and we're going to be tearing it up. So, as always, this is Matt. Thanks for listening to War Party. You, what's up next, Ryan? Well, as has been mentioned, Utah loses 21-7 to to number 10, Washington. But let's take a look around the rest of the Pac-12 and see how our conference mates fared. Stanford, ranked number nine, currently won at home against UC Davis. Oregon uh, took a while to get it done, but got it done against San Jose State, 35-22. They're currently ranked 20th. Texas takes down number 22, USC, 37-14, and the problems continue for the Trojans. San Diego State gets the upset win at home against number 23, Arizona State. That's one that we were looking at to kind of see how the, the Sun Devils were looking, and and it kind of it, it told us a few things. It told us that San Diego State's got a, got a decent squad there, but uh, Colorado uh, took care of business against New Hampshire at home. Cal beat Idaho State 45-23. Nevada beat Oregon State. Another long season for the Beavs fans. I've got a few Beavs fans that I'm that I'm close to, and I, I really feel for them right now. They deserve something nice. They they at least once in a while. Washington State continues the aerial assault, putting up points on the board, winning at home against Eastern Washington, 59 to 24. The Utes will be in the Palouse in two weeks to take on the Cougars. Fresno State gets the win against UCLA. UCLA is 0-3 on the season. And uh, Fresno State walks into the into the Rose Bowl and comes away with a 38-14 victory. And finally, Arizona takes down Southern Southern Utah. The Thunderbirds weren't weren't able to get it done in Tempe and uh, end up losing 62 to 31 to the Wildcats. 
not a great week for the Pac-12 South, but that just means the Pac-12 South is still wide open. And, and we're going to see how things roll. Of course, the Utes next week on a bye. Uh, the lineup in the, around the rest of the, around the rest of the conferences, uh, Washington State is at USC or Arizona is at Oregon State. Stanford and Oregon go at it in Eugene. Arizona State goes on the road and plays at number 10, Washington. So there you have it. That is how the next week packs up. Uh, we're going to be looking at, at a few things we're thinking about for the for next week's episode with the bye week. Hopefully the players get a chance to rest. Hopefully Zach Moss's ankles start feeling better as they head to Pullman. And hopefully we get a few things figured out on offense because the tools are all there. And I'd like to see some improvement uh, to be to say the least. It just with our defense hanging in there with the, with Washington and and holding Washington to the output that they did, that was a winnable game. We had our chances down the stretch in the fourth quarter to put points on the board, and we didn't do it. So there you have it. That's the week in the Pac-12 and the look at the upcoming week. So stay tuned for more War Party U. Well, I think it's safe to say the weekend neither transpired nor ended the way in which uh, a lot of us may have hoped it might. Our team got beat by Washington. Uh, I didn't find the game memorable or inspiring in very many ways. Uh, For me, the bottom line is this, basic fundamental principles. Uh, You get rid of the turnovers and catch the ball and we win this game. Bottom line. You get rid of those turnovers and catch the ball, we win this game. Washington is not a world-beating playoff team. I don't think they've been a playoff team from the beginning. Uh, I think Utah can beat them. I think Utah can play with and beat anyone in this conference. It's just a matter of dialing in some of the small things. I don't think there's anything wrong with this offensive system. I don't think there's anything wrong with our head coach or the offensive coordinator. I don't think there's anything wrong with me saying, be patient. This will come together. These are kids in their second year of learning a completely foreign offensive philosophy. 16 Live action games is an extremely small sample size with virtually no margin for error given the volatility and the nature of social and sports culture in this day and age. I, I, I really don't have an answer for that other than be patient. And that's not what any fans want to hear because everyone nowadays wants it all and they want it now. And that's great. All I'm going to say is you can want in one hand and shit in another. And I guarantee I know which one's going to fill up faster. Uh, patience. From a fan perspective, you're going to have to have patience. And if you don't have patience, well, that's a you problem. That's not a team problem. That's not a coach problem. That's a you problem. So that's where I stand 
Uh, like I said, I didn't find anything really uh, memorable about this game that really needs to be discussed other than the obvious. Uh, I'll dig into where I stand as far as those referees and the targeting calls uh, on our next episode over the bye weekend. Uh, I'll dig into what I think of Larry Scott and the Pac-12 conference in its present state over the bye weekend. We'll also dig into uh, the trip to the Palouse to face Washington State in two weeks. Uh, and by the way, while I'm thinking of Cougars, BYU, good job. Good job. That's a good win. Okay? That's just a good win. To march into Wisconsin and beat the Badgers on their home field, that's a solid win. I don't give a shit what anyone says. Haters, detractors, whomever. That's a good win. You deserve some congratulations. And Kalani Sataki, good on you, brother. That's awesome. Congratulations. Enjoy that win. We'll see you at the end of the season wherein I will definitely be rooting for my team. All that aside, I wouldn't be me if I didn't shamelessly plug myself and my own music. So to take us home, we are going to kick you on out of here with a track I wrote called Virginia. This is off the Crucible EP. I am Ryan Boyce. You have been listening to War Party U Weekly. I thank you. I hope to uh, have you in again real soon. Y'all take care now. Be decent. Love one another. We'll talk to you later. Peace.